Welcome to Student of the Game Podcast, where we help you master the fundamentals, fall in love with practice, and win at the game of life. I'm your host, Brad Knoll. Welcome to the classroom. Welcome back to another episode, and uh, I'm so excited today. This is uh, this is a treat for me, and I know it's going to be a treat for you. This is uh, this is my college basketball coach, Coach Joe Pichota. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, Bradley, it's an absolute honor, man, and I appreciate the invitation. Awesome. Um, let's get into uh, a little bit about who you are. Uh, on, on today's episode, we're going to talk. Uh, coach P is a, is a college basketball coach. Uh, he's been at several places. We're going we're gonna to use his experience to bring you some wisdom and some nuggets on how to run your business, how to think through. If you're in a nine to five and, and you're trying to set some goals for yourself, you, you are going to be in for a treat. And I can honestly say the ripple effect of what Coach P has, has done in my life, uh, it, it continues. And so the work that we're doing today, 20 years later, has a lot to do with, uh, with who Coach P is and, and who you were in my life. So let's talk a little bit about you. Who are you, where you're from, and, and what are you doing now? Oh, gosh. Uh, well, uh, as you said, my name is Joe Pachota. I'm currently the head men's basketball coach at Siena Heights University in Adrian, Michigan. And I've been doing it for a long time uh, and have done it at, at every level. I've spent years with you and your dad at IPFW, uh, been at Alma College, Ferris State University, uh, Brush University down in Owensboro, Kentucky. So a chance to do something that you love to do uh, in impact lives is uh, is a lot of fun and I enjoy doing it. That's awesome. Well, uh, there's a saying out there that says those that can't do coach. Now I want to, I want to rephrase this. <laughs> My man showed up in practice and started just knocking shots down. Like anytime we were, we were sloughing off or anytime we didn't bring the energy, Coach P just showed up in practice and just started <laughs> thumping. And he's got a jumper. So I do not believe that if you can't play, you know, those who can't play coach, this, this guy can play and coach. So uh, I'm sure you still got that nice sneaky <laughs> jumper. Well, I, I think as you get older and, and you'll, you'll find this out as you continue to get older, it's not that you can't, but you just slowly, you know, do less and less and the jumper becomes lower and lower and it's more of a set shot uh you know yeah. so it, it doesn't go away it's like riding a bike it just uh, i guess falls into a gray area if you will absolutely so on, on this podcast we talk about mastering the fundamentals we talk about falling in love with practice and we talk about winning in the game of life and you know one of the things that i talk about my story is i grew up in the locker room you know i grew up in a locker room and, I, and for my entire life i've been around coaches i've been around great coaches and, and, and you, you, Coach P, are, are somebody that I, I feel like is a great coach and somebody who has been so instrumental in my life. But when it comes to, you know, mastering the fundamentals, um, I want to talk about mastering the fundamentals in, in your line of work in, in coaching college basketball. And then we're actually going to mirror that and try to figure out, you know, how can the people listening who run a small business or, you know, those working a nine to five can, can relate. But I'll tell you this, we, this would not be a, a, a great episode if we didn't go back into the archives and talk a little, little stories about what happened at IPFW and, you know, our time together. So um, why don't you start off with, uh, I mean, how did you get to IPFW? And, and let's, let's just share some stories about the, the good old days? Uh, man, you know, I, I came to IPFW through your dad, uh, you know, and the connection that I had with your dad through Ryan Cottingham, a great friend of mine. And I coached with Ryan for a couple years at, uh, uh, at Alma College and have always stayed connected with Ryan, still do to this day. Uh, and still do with your dad. Matter of fact, your dad texted me on the, on the drive down here uh, this morning. But um, and, and that's how, you know, I, I got to know your dad more, uh, and be able to coach with and work with your dad 
and, and got to IPFW. And I was really fortunate for that. I think it was a really impactful time in my career because the thing that your dad really let me do was what I was good at. Uh, and put me in a position mm. of strength to maximize the strengths and the abilities that I had, which was, uh, like you said, practice. I love practice. Uh, I love practice to this day. Um, I love the fact that at the NAI level, we get our our calendar to practice uh, that encompasses our season is so much more than it would be in the NCAA. And, uh, you know, I, I tell the, our players now all the time that my job is to win practice. Uh, I want to win every day in practice. And I'm meticulous in how I plan and how I prepare for those practices. And my responsibility is to put them in a position to be successful. And you know, as a former player, like the most important day is game day. That's that's a player's day. But practices uh, are something that I take a lot of pride in and not only how we prepare, but, you know, how we teach every single day in practice as well. I, I, I'm going to be a little selfish here. If, if nobody listens to this podcast except my team, you need to hear what he just said. You got to win practice. You got to win the days that you may not be in front of the clients. You, you know, the ones where you've got to, you know, make sure you're reaching out to your calls and, and building relationships with people. I love that. You got to win every day in practice. So you mentioned Cottingham. Coach Cottingham was, uh, he's, he's kind of the, the straw that stirred the drink here. Cause I remember when my dad got the job <laughs> offer, he pulled me aside and he's like, Brad, Let's talk about this. You know, you can you can stay at Spring Arbor. You can play for your dad. You know, he was he was coaching there at the time, and he goes, or you can you know go down to IPFW, which is a Division two school at the time. We transitioned to Division one, and I remember uh, I was going to do a workout after the season was over, and he just pulled me aside and he goes, "Believe in yourself. Hmm. Like you could you could be a great player at Spring Arbor, but go challenge yourself." And so he had that conversation with me. And it really kind of, you know, got me thinking like, okay, I, I need to, I need to surround myself with players that are better so that it brings out the best in me. So Cottingham had a little bit of a, uh, a, a winning streak here when it came to all of us connecting. So, all right. So you get to IPFW, it's a division two school. Um, you know, what's on your mind at that time? Like, how are, how are you preparing? Like this is division two, you're coming from a different school, you know, in Michigan, what, what's that preparation like? Uh, I, I think the biggest thing was just being able to uh, speak the same language as, as your dad, you know, and as an assistant, you know, my job was to make uh, our head coach's job, your dad's job easier. Uh, I knew he would have a ton of things on his plate. And again, this is where I was fortunate because he just kept giving me more and more to do. And not only was I able to handle it, but I thought I did a pretty good job of handling it. So then he just, you know, continued to give me more as his responsibilities changed and adapted. So I think that's one of the biggest things. And then like you talked about, I knew there, there was some talk and we had talked about it before I got down there that that they were going to trans, transition from Division Two to Division One, which is a whole nother animal and probably a whole nother podcast with the way things are moving in college athletics right. now. But, but yeah, it, it was... It, it was something that all of us have to deal with, whether it's personal or whether it's professional, is that level of uncomfortability. Uh, and then, you know, you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable because that's when you're going to grow the most. And I think that put me in a position to really kind of catapult my career and move my career forward uh, as a coach within the profession. And it was, it's been instrumental in, in to where I am today. Yeah, so that experience, I, I want to... I want to talk to small business owners here because, you know, you come into a division two school 
And, you know, it was one of the best conferences, you know, one of the best D2 conferences in the mm. nation, you know, the GLVC. And we had, we had some dogs in that conference. You know, we had some NBA players, some, some uh, prominent coaches that have moved on. It was a fantastic conference. Now, all of a sudden, we're Division One On the outside looking in, right? If you're a fan, on the outside looking in, that's a big deal. You're excited. There's nothing wrong with that. Everything is, everything is right. Everything is great. Now, here you are. You're an independent. You know, you're not in a conference, and you've got some challenges. I feel like... I feel like a lot of times, you know, people, you know, working the nine to five or the small business owner setting goals, they kind of feel like, well, every year should build upon the next and I should just be better every single year. I should win more games next year. I should sell more homes next year. If I'm an insurance agent, I should sell more policies every year. But you went through this transition that was, it was brutal. You know, we were kind of the, the poster child of, of uh, the university and we had to go out playing all these guarantee games. And, you know, how do you, how do you motivate these student athletes, how do you motivate these students when you know, like, this is an uphill battle. And if we can get within 15 points of, you know, Michigan state or, or whatever, this is going to be a victory for us. So, so you kind of had to coach up the moral victories. What was that like that challenge of going division one? Cause I'm sure on the outside looking in, it was, it was shiny, but you know, behind the scenes, it created a lot of challenges. Yeah. I remember, you know, the, the environment within uh, Fort Wayne when when we were making that move and there were so many people that were you know excited about it and, and rightfully so because at the time division one was a, was a really big thing and you know I think me your dad uh, Fred Andrews who was on staff at the time you know we were sitting in the offices going holy smokes man this is a whole new different trail uh, and a challenging trail to say the least and I think the biggest thing that we tried to do was to win every day, just win the day, whatever that mm-hmm. day was and whatever that day entailed, whether it be practice, whether it be meetings or weights or all those kind of things, and then build off of that and grow from that. Not necessarily grow up, but as a program within the university, in, in that new uh, venture, if you will, I mean, we were, we were growing up, but the Growing forward, I think more than anything, and you look at the steps that we had to take and how we had to do it. Were they hard? Yeah, man, it was unbelievably hard. Um, Was is it was it exciting? Uh, I mean, it was cool to play in some of the venues that we played in. I mean, you remember those days and remember those times. It was a lot of fun. It wasn't fun getting your brains beat in some nights, but you know, some of the nights that we were really competitive and played at a high level. You know, those are things where I, I think now is whether it's personal or professional, you're going to have those hard days and how to handle those hard days and still keep moving forward and pressing forward, no matter what uh, obstacles you might come up into. Uh, you know, we all deal with now as, as people, as professionals. So I, I think it taught all of us a lot of life lessons, not just basketball lessons. So I, I want to go back to a life lesson you guys taught us one day. Uh, we, we, go, uh, we go down to Texas and play Pan America. We play Corpus Christi, and uh, we didn't play very well in that first, that first game and that road trip. And, uh, you know, you taught us some life lessons that if you don't show up, you don't get to eat. You remember the, you remember the peanut butter and jelly? Uh, yeah, I, I have to admit that was, that was my idea. I had to talk your dad into that one. Uh, that, was, that was all me, and I know, uh, you know, you guys were – we're pretty salty about that, but you know, it's, it's one of those things where now it's, you know, everybody wants more with doing less. I shouldn't say everybody, but that's kind of the mm-hmm. theme and some of the that's overriding things that, that you see within our culture now. And, uh, man, you have to, you have to work, you know, you got to work at it, uh, every single day. People talk about 
you know, grind, grind, grind. And sometimes it is a grind and you have to be mentally tougher in those situations. And, you know, you're only going to get out of it as much as you put into it. And as as small business owners, uh, such as yourself and and anyone that's listening, I mean, you're the CEO of you. And the more that you Mm -hmm. invest in yourself, the more you're going to get back from it. And you have to do that every single day, good day or bad day. As soon as that calendar flips to the next day, you got to keep going. Well, and I think, uh, I think a lot of times, you know, as, as parents of, of young athletes and young kids, you know, a lot of times parents try to remove adversity from their kids, you know, mm. and I think that that's just, that's foolish. I mean, adversity is the best teacher. So, you know, you want to talk about a lesson that stuck with me. You know, I remember, you know, we get done with that game. We go to shoot around, you know, all of a sudden there's peanut butter and jelly and loaves of bread, not many in the front seat of the bus. <laughs> and, you know, we're getting the per diem and we're usually, you know, used to eating at Olive Garden. And back then that was a five-star restaurant for us. You know, my kids still want to go to Olive Garden because we talk about it. But, you know, we go to Olive Garden, have these, have these big meals, all you can eat. And now we show up after a game that we didn't play very well. And there's peanut butter and jelly and loaves of bread in the front seat. And, and not only that, like you're sending the message for sure. So I, I remember that it stuck. But then the next message you sent was you guys are, you, you players are coaching practice. Because, because the coaches can't get anything out of you guys. Why don't you guys try to get something out of yourselves? And I remember, you know, as D'Angelo and, and, and a few of our, a few other uh, captains on the team, you know, wise and, and we sat around and we had to put a practice plan together. That was hard. We're not used to putting a practice plan together. We're used to just rolling the ball out and doing whatever you guys say. But we had to actually put the practice plan together. It's like, you know, from, from 1001 to 1003 is this. And from 1004 to 1007 is this. And, and every minute had to be organized and structured. And I remember it was one of our best practices we've had because we finally realized, like, if, if we're going to get the most out of ourselves, we have to own that. You know, we have to be, Absolutely. we have to be capable of the, of the gifts that we have. So I know a lot of times, you know, you, you get comfortable really easily. And, and a lot of, a lot of businesses, when adversity happens, you know, when the market goes up, market goes down, sales go up, sales go down. You know, um, I've had enough people on this podcast that when they talk about the adversity they go through looking back, it's one of the, it's one of the greatest teachers. So thanks for the peanut butter and jelly. It, it made a, it made a big difference. You know, it, I, I didn't like it at the time, but, but it definitely made, a, <laughs> made an impact on, you know, I'm the one that's in control of my success. I'm the one that's in control of how I show up every day. And if I believe in, in winning the day, you know, that's really where the magic's at. You know, the game, the game just feedback and, and, you know, falling in love with practice is what you're saying is, is just win practice every single day. So Absolutely. thanks for that. Um, what other challenges did we have, you know, division one, any, any other stories that, uh, you know, I mean, you guys are like booking flights <sighs> all over the, across the country and we're not in a conference, man. You know what? I think we were really fortunate uh, you looking back, I mean, we didn't really lose any bags and all that. I'm, I'm stunned at the number of flights that we had and, the, and charter buses, you know, we didn't lose anything of, of great content. Uh, no one lost any personal bags uh, as far as I, I know or remember. Um, never, I never showed I'll, up to the I'll game never forget. It, no, no, we didn't, didn't lose that. Um, you know, I'll never forget. Uh, I had probably one of the toughest, parts of the trips that we had was we went and played Washington state when Dick Bennett was there and he was running blocker mover as an offense. And that was my scout. And that was probably one of the hardest scouts I've ever had in my life. I mean, I watched, I mean, some VHS tapes that tells you how long ago it was. Yeah, man, it was so hard. And I I thought we played pretty well. They beat us and, and we played pretty well. And then we turned around and went to Oregon state the next night. And I think what 
because we played so well at Washington State, man, Oregon State just pounded us, man. I mean, because they knew we were coming and we kind of, you know, laid that foundation that, hey, we are pretty good and can do some pretty good things. And that was that was an experience. That's that's for sure. We have a lot of conversations about, you know, in business, there's you're, you're going to have a good month or, mm-hmm. you know, you just had a great sale or, or a great meeting. And I think too often we forget that, you know, in business, we don't have the, the uh, I guess, the perpetual clock in our minds of like, okay, there's another game. We got to prepare for somebody different because it, it kind of just keeps bleeding into, you know, every week, every month, we're trying to do the same thing. We don't have a, a new opponent. But what if business looked at each meeting like a new opponent? The, the amount of preparation you guys did with your scouts was, was unbelievable. I mean, I brought my book in, you know, that I still have, and it's, it's probably 12 inches thick, you know, and, and just to, to know the preparation that went into every game. And I, I talked to my team about this, like, what if, you, what if we prepared for our, our Monday morning staff meetings the way you guys prepared for a game? You know, it's uncanny. What if we prepared for helping our clients out, knowing the intricacies? I'm, I, I pulled these out and I showed my, my team this and I said, look, they're watching VHS tapes. They know if a guy likes to go left or likes to go right. They know he shoots 42% from the left side and he shoots 67% from the right side. Make him go left. You know, what if, what if we, what if you, the listener, if you have clients out there, what if you knew your clientele so well that you were able to understand how they move, how they operate, what they're thinking, and then serve them at that high level. I, I just think there's so many connections. Time out. Student of the Game is brought to you by Knoll Team Real Estate. Our mission is to eradicate mediocre real estate transactions. On your largest financial purchase, you shouldn't have to deal with average. We do this by helping you save time, reduce your stress, and helping you keep as much money in your pocket as we can. You can help us out by introducing us to your friends or family who want to make confident real estate decisions, whether buying, selling, building, or investing. At Knoll Team Real Estate, we are connected to a group of realtors who sell one in every eight homes in North America. If you know someone moving out of your area, there's a great chance we can connect them to somebody we know, like, and trust. Remember, relationships win. Now back to the show. Let's, let's keep diving into, you know, falling in love with practice, but what do you think the fundamentals are of coaching? So in, in your coaching career, what, what are the things that you focus on? I'm, I'm sure everybody thinks of, you know, leadership and accountability. You know, what do you think the fundamentals are of, of what you do every day? Uh, you know, Brad, that's a great question. And I, I think the thing that I, that I focus on not only personally and professionally are, are just my habits. I mean, what are my habits mm. like? Because my habits yeah. are the foundation of what my goals are built on, not only personally, but professionally, uh, as a coach, as a dad, as a husband, as a Christian, all those kind of things. And, and the thing that I picked up, this was a couple years ago, I found, um, it's literally a, a habit tracker where part of me is, you know, I'm not old school, I'm not new school, but I think I'm the right school. Whereas I'm not completely married to technology. There's still some things I'll do paper wise. And one of them is my habit tracker that I have it broken down into, uh, you know, where I can literally, you know, check off if I done this today when it comes mm-hmm. to my, you know, my faith and my devotionals and my readings. And then, you know, my personal side and when it comes to being a dad, being a husband, am I taking care of myself? Am I getting my workout in? Am I getting my water in? And then the professional side, am I doing things to develop and grow as a professional? Am I reading? Am I, you know, am I watching podcasts? Am I, mm-hmm. 
you know, growing in, in those kind of areas. So I think that the thing that I try and get better at and pass along to my players is just what, what are your, what are your daily habits like? Because those are the things that we can really control. And you can, the nice part about it is I can go back and look on this calendar and go, okay, well, you know what? And I, I mean, like, like we talked about when I got here, you know, I, ha- I haven't read in a couple of days. Well, man, I, I can see how many days. So now I can look at it and go, okay, I need to step it back up. I need to get into this. When's the last time, you know, I've, I've left a note for my wife, uh, you know, in her coffee cup in the morning. And I keep track of those things too. When's the last time I did something one-on-one uh, with my daughter, Claire? So just those things like that, that help me grow and get better as not only a professional, but as a parent and a husband too. I, I mean, I love, I love following leaders and leadership that, that people model what they preach. And, and so just the last segment of, of what you talked about, the reason you're a great leader is because you lead yourself. If you're a teacher, if you're a dentist, if you're in the real estate business, I, it doesn't matter what you're in. If you're leading other people, you're, you're going to have roadblocks. You're not, going to, you're not going to create any followers. Nobody's going to follow somebody that doesn't put the work in themselves. The only reason you can pour out to other people is because of what you fill up into yourself. And that's exactly what you're saying. So, I mean, I can, I can tell the ripple effects of, of me knowing you for all these years is because of what you put in. I know we share books all the time back and forth. You send me a picture or a screenshot, like I'm reading <laughs> this right now, or, you know, sending quotes or I see you on Twitter. So, so keep up, keep pouring stuff in, man, because that's, if you're listening right now, I don't, it does not matter the profession you're in. We all lead people, mm-hmm. right? You got to put the work in yourself. So, Let's talk a little. Uh, let's talk a little team stuff. So, how do you balance? How do you balance teamwork when when the goal is the team, but you also have individual performers? Okay, and, and I'll set you up here. So, mm-hmm. you know, if I if I score twenty points tonight, but our team loses, you know, I want to talk about how you manage that in sales. If you have a team, if you, there's a lot of team leaders that listen to this, if you're leading somebody, if you're leading multiple people, and somebody's winning and somebody's losing. You know, how do you, how do you lead from that position, coach? How do you lead when you've got somebody playing well, but your team's losing or your team's winning and your star player's not playing well? How do you, how do you lead the group versus the individual? I, I think the thing that I, as I've grown within the profession, I think I'm a better coach now, Bradley, than I was back at IPFW, believe it or not, because of just things that I've learned, not only about the profession, but about people. Uh, about relationships and about how to handle those relationships and, and to cultivate those relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in the, when I was a lot younger, I mean, you know, I mean, I was a hard charger, man. I was coming at dudes in film and all that kind of stuff. So I, I think there's a time and a place in those type of meetings where there's a difference between calling somebody out and calling somebody up. Um, if somebody is if somebody's taking care of their business and they're really efficient with what they're doing and how they're doing it, those are really low maintenance type of team members. And, but if there's somebody that's struggling a little bit that needs a little extra, you know, uh, I've done so many one-on-ones, uh, you know, with guys in my office, uh, in my home, uh, inviting them out to the house and sitting down just to see, okay, there's maybe there's something that I'm that I'm missing. Maybe there's something personal that they don't want to talk about that I can help that is acting. Maybe not necessarily a roadblock, but a speed bump that I can help them get over to help them maximize their abilities, which in turn get them back on track. And then they add to our efficiency, not to mention our effectiveness as a team. Because we're only going to be as strong and as good as our as our weakest teammate, and everybody mm. has a role. And 
I think the biggest thing that young people spin into, you know, young people in athletics, which can be, you can move into the professional setting is everybody has a role and everybody's role is huge. And the big key is to be a superstar in that role, whatever it may be. I'm going to be the greatest version of myself and whatever my team needs me to do when they need me to do it and how they need me to do it. And, you know, everybody wants to be that, that marquee type of player sometimes. And it's, sometimes it's, I mean, you're not ready for it. And how can I grow within my habits to help put myself in a position where I can get better and impact and influence my team in a positive and productive way? Uh, I love that. I, I want to divert a little bit. I mean, I, you know, my, my kids are in youth sports and it's, it's interesting listening to parents that really don't know the game. Mm. You know, every time, every time their kid touches the ball, it's like, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it. And it's like these kids, if they see a teammate that scores 15 or 20, it's like, well, I want to score 15 or 20. And what you're saying is, you you may not understand what your role is. Once you understand what your role is, you can flourish. We have job descriptions in our business. A lot of small businesses don't spend time coming up with the job descriptions or, or an org chart. You know, what positions do I need? You got five centers on the floor. Who's bringing the ball up, right? Yeah. Like you have to have position players and you have to have job description. My job description, it really is to deepen relationships and to bring in opportunities. And I got to do that to the best of my ability. And I have other team members that they have different roles and responsibilities. Their job may not be my job, but at least we know that we have the description that's out there and we can be the best version of that. That's what you're talking about. Absolutely. And leadership is hard. And you touched on it right there is, you know, with with your kids being in sports right now is everybody has an agenda, their their personal agenda. And my responsibility as a coach and my responsibility as a leader, the very first thing is to help them understand the truth, the truth of not everybody's going to be a 20 point scorer, not everybody's going to be an all stater, not everybody's going to start. And it's okay to have a role. And we were talking about this earlier mm-hmm. off, off session is, you know, I, I think our job as parents is to help our kids not only our kids but whoever whatever group you might be leading is it's okay to fail it's okay to struggle if it's a controlled type of failure and i think that's where our responsibility as parents and ours mine as a coach and yours as a ceo is to control that failure whereas it's a failure if i quit but you can fail forward from some of those situations within that controlled environment. It's okay. And, but the thing that you have to do is you have to be able to handle hard better. It's hard. You know, Mm. being successful is hard. Winning is hard and whatever avenue that you look at winning, are you going to win all the time? No, you're not going to win all the time. And I think as a society that some of the things that we've done is, uh, you know, everybody gets a trophy. And I, I remember when my youngest daughter, Claire, started playing softball a couple of years ago, you know, I, I told my wife, I said, she's not getting that participation trophy. She, we're, we're, we're not doing that. And ironically, her, her team won the championship, so she did get a trophy. So, But I, I think that's the big thing that we want to do as parents is we want to protect our kids and shield our kids from that hurt. But from within that hurt and the understanding of it is they can grow and they can take so much from that that'll help them whatever they want to do in life because you're going to have some good days and bad days. And I had a great friend of ours um, got married a couple of weekends ago and he's a huge skateboarder and he has a small business in Adrian, a very successful small business. 
and he's from California, knows all these skateboard people. And one of the guys that came in for his wedding uh, is a gentleman named Tony Alva, who is like the Wayne Gretzky. I, I'm not a skateboarder. As basketball guys, we know this, Brad. Like, we don't get up. skateboarding breaks ankles, okay, and, and hurts. So we, we, we don't do that. Um, and I'm not a skateboarder guy. So he said Tony Alva was uh, the Wayne Gretzky of skateboarding. If Tony Hawk is like Michael Jordan, he's the Wayne Gretzky of it. And so I had a chance to meet him and I love just being able to connect with guys that are awesome in what they do and whatever endeavor it is. And uh, I remember standing there with my daughter and Tony was talking about how he went up to Ann Arbor the day before and they have an amazing skate park up there and had a really good day. And that's the one thing with skateboarding as in life you're going to have some good days and you're going to have some bad days. And some of the bad days as a skateboarder, he said, you fall hard and you fall really hard and you get hurt. But the best part about it is you get up, you brush yourself off, you reassess, and then you have another day the next day. And I remember looking at my, my daughter, Claire, looking right at him. And I was just like, man, what a, what a great message. What a great message. And literally, I mean, we, had such a great connection that that day and ha- have stayed in touch a little bit and man just you, you can take something and learn something from anybody in any avenue uh here it was tony alva in, in skateboarding so i thought it was really awesome it was a great message that's fantastic um that reminds me of a time when uh, my daughter just got her driver's license my oldest and uh you know bef- before she gets a license and we're practicing you know we're driving around and you know she pulls up to uh to a left-hand turn and there's a flashing yellow light and she starts following the car in front of her. Mm. Uh-oh. Yeah. I all of a sudden see another oncoming car coming our way. I re- reach over. I grab the steering wheel, yank her back into the median, and the car starts honking and passes. We almost got blitzed. But what I've learned, you know, having kind of that growth mindset versus this fixed, a fixed mindset would have looked at that and said, nope, let's go home. We're scared. Nope. Like we're not driving again. And what you're talking about is, you know, how do you learn from adversity? How do you learn from your challenges? So as soon as we made that left turn and it was safe and clear, I said, let's run it back. We're going to go back to that light right now. And we're going to, we're going to show yourself, we're going to give yourself some confidence because the next time you come to this light and I'm not in the car, bad news. So we're going to go back and we're going to replay this right now and we're going to brush it off. And through that adversity, you know, now we joke about it and she's a fantastic driver, but we joke about it. It's like, okay, I'm dad. I'm so glad you made me go do that again. It gave me the confidence. Yeah. And she was probably really uncomfortable in that situation again too. But I mean, that's, that, that's a part of learning, man. It really is because the times uh, it's going to come where you're not in the car, you know, with her and she has to learn and understand how to do those type of things. We we all face it. We all, we all do. And I, th- I think there's so, there's so many businesses out there that if they do something, they try something, you know, right now, video on social media is huge. And, you know, I guess, uh, raise your hand if you're uncomfortable putting yourself on video, you know, I am, and I'm doing this podcast. I, th- there's, there's not, there's not a time that you just get comfortable in, unless, unless it's all about yourself. If it's all about yourself, then, you know, you're going to be comfortable because you're doing it for the wrong reasons. But if you're really trying to serve others and you're trying to grow, you're going to have to put yourself out there at some point, it's going to be uncomfortable. And then you've just got to push through that. Cause that's what you said that, that's that that's that growing constantly is one of our core values in our business but you know handle hard better i love that quote talk to me a little bit about who coaches the coach i've always i've always wondered this and i asked my dad this you know when i was playing you know i'm like i, I probably wasn't it wasn't appropriate at the time but i just said hey you guys are coaching us pretty hard who's your coach you know where, where do you get your inspiration from who, who's a mentor of yours or who's somebody that uh, helps you you know when you when you have something you need to go to somebody 
Oh, gosh, man. What a question. You know, I, I tell people all the time and I, they think I joke about it, but I really don't. Like, you know, I'm not the head coach in my house. My, my wife is the head coach in my house. And, you know, having a support system, having a, a spouse in, in this profession, as in your profession, is unbelievably important. Um, you know, Angelina is the love of my life and she always, always will be. And, thankful for her and, and her support. Um, I would say there's probably three guys that I really, when it comes to those, those next level life decisions that I really, that I really talk with and talk about, uh, you know, I, I played college ball at Concordia, uh, for Larry DeSimpler. And I, you know, talked to LD about those big life decisions. Another one is, is my best friend, Ty Baumgartner, who's, uh, my youngest daughter's godfather with him. And then, uh, I would say my dad, Th- those, those three guys right there, you know, help coach me, you know, not only basketball wise, but, uh, you know, life wise and faith wise. And as a, as a dad, a- anything that I can think of, anything that's big, um, I always go to those three because I know, and I think this is, this is the key. And I know you have them too, is you want those type of friends that, are going to tell you what you want to hear and not what you, they're going to tell you what you need to know and not necessarily what you want to hear. Uh, yeah. and, and that comes down to the the truth part of it. And whether you're right or wrong or whether it's a life decision, you know, those kind of things and those kind of guys, uh, because it's invaluable to have those type of connections, per, both personally and professionally. Yeah, no, that's, that's massive. And, and having those people in your life, we're going to come back to the important people in your life here in just a second as we, as we wrap up. But, you know, what I want people to hear uh, today is, you know, coach, you've been a mentor of mine, you know, for a very long time. And, and there's so many things that we're doing now. You, you had some sayings back in the day, PPTPW, players mm. play and tough players win. What are, what are some of those creeds or, or sayings that you have with your guys now? Oh God! Well, listen, I can't take credit for players play tough, players win. I I kind of swipe that from Izzo up in East Lansing. He's pretty good at that stuff. Um, man, some of the things that we talk about, you know, we talk about TNT. We talk about TNT is toughness and togetherness because when things get tough, you got to be together. The the thing that I grabbed and I swiped from a book. This was oh, a couple years ago. Was we kind of have a we call it the Champions Compass. And I, I give out a compass to our seniors is like the north part is willing. The northern tip of the compass is you have to be willing. The eastern part is next as far as when things get hard, what's next and what can I do next? What can I do better? Uh, the bottom or the southern part is simple, you know, keeping things simple. And then the western part is every time. Uh, so willing, next, simple, and every, uh, some of the things that we talk about. And if you follow that compass It'll take you to success wherever that success uh, wants to take you. But you know, man, I got I got a I got a ton of them. Just small things, um, you know, golf ball stories, the dimple of a golf ball, and what you know what that entails and what that means. And so, and, and the the funny part about it is, guys, you know, when you've been when you've been done it for so long, you make those connections with guys, and the blessing of social media is staying connected with them, and that. You know, guys will still bring up stories of, oh man, I remember when you talked about this, and there's some I don't even remember, but they remembered them, so it must have made an impact and, and helped them to some extent. 
Well, I, I would I would say this: if if you're a small business person, if if you uh, have a job and you you have a side hustle, I don't know how you can do it if you don't have a coach in your life. I don't know how you can do it if you don't have a mentor. So. First thing is done listening to this podcast, find a coach, find a mentor, you know, reach out to somebody because what, what you're saying matters. We're, uh, we're going to wrap up here in just a second, but you know, we like to talk about, you know, winning at the game of life. So we're going to master the fundamentals. You know, we're going to fall in love with practice, which is really where you got to stay, right? You talked about winning every day at practice, you know, winning the practice. That, that's, I haven't heard that one in a while. That's, that's fantastic. But then ultimately we got to win at the game of life. And, and the thesis of this, this podcast really is, you know, in the game of life relationships win. So, so what does, what does winning to you look like coach? Oh, winning. You know what? I, I think on the, I think everybody as, as a competitor, you know, in a, in a collegiate atmosphere now, yes. I mean, I, I love winning games. Don't, don't get me wrong. I, I hate losing more than I enjoy winning. And I, I joke about it now. Like if my daughter and I are playing connect four and I'm, I'm going to try and win and, and beat her in connect four, it's kind of competitor that I am. But I think the thing that I love when it comes to winning on a bigger scale is watching the guys that I've coached over over the years, I don't care if it was you at IPFW or anybody at any stop, when we have a chance to see you guys be successful in your chosen professions, in your careers, and as husbands and as dads, man, that's a great win. That's an unbelievable win. And that makes me more proud than than any win, any game that you know, can be exaggerated and what happened within the game. And, and, and those are fun stories to tell, but you know, how you live your daily lives through the lessons that we tried to get you guys to understand through a round ball in a round hole. That's, that's the best, man. That's the best. You can't, you can't beat it. Does it make me feel old? Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, that comes, that comes with it, but that's that's the best man you you can't beat it and i i love being able to stay connected with guys and just shooting former players just that random text just checking in on guys whether it's uh you know keith jordan who's playing in the dominican republic in a summer league and playing in game seven or you know it's you and your businesses and all those things it's you you can't beat it man i mean that's that's the stuff that you know, relationships are built on and, and those, those are the ultimate, the ultimate wins. And it makes coaching, uh, even, even better. Yeah. If, if you're a parent listening and, and you have kids that are playing youth sports, I would just say this, just stay out of the way, let the coaches coach. Cause mm. there's going to be so many, there's going to be so many times that, that your student athlete, uh, is, is learning. And when you're removing that adversity, you don't allow them to be coached. You know, there's, I can, I can name multiple times that I didn't like you very much. And most of them came around preseason conditioning. And what I learned about myself is I thought, I thought I was on my last gear. I thought I was on my, my fastest speed. And you guys showed me I had another gear, you know, and, and that taught me so much about life. Like just when you think you're at your wits end, you have another gear. So thank you for all those lessons, uh, winning in the game of life. The coaching industry is definitely, uh, it's, it's a tough business. So I want to applaud you and commend you. Um, it's a grind. You know, I remember my dad would always say, there's two types of coaches. You either get fired or you retire. And, uh, you know, most <laughs> coaches make stuff multiple places. But what, I, what I'll tell you and I'll tell the listeners, um, you, you'll never remove yourself from making an impact in someone's life. And if you allow yourself to be coached, 
so many great things can happen in your life. So relationships do win. Thanks for sharing today, coach. I appreciate you being here. Appreciate you being a guest uh, on the podcast, student of the game. If we would have had social media back then, I'm telling you, coach P would have been the best dressed all over social media. He'd have gone viral. His suits were unbelievable. His tie matches pocket square, his shoe. I mean, his, his, his threads were, were top notch. So, uh, there should have been social media back then, but, but anyway, um, as we wrap up, this podcast relationships do win the kids these days uh coach they say they say give them their flowers which is give them their praise and their accolades like send them their flowers you mentioned a couple names but is there somebody that comes to mind that you want to send some flowers to right now that is has made the biggest difference in your life to to where you are right now oh man um i i've had so many people you know, impact and influence. Uh, and like I said, those, you know, those three, Ty and LD and, and my dad, you know, obviously Angelina and my daughters have been amazing in allowing me and following me, you know, where this journey has taken not only me, but us as a, as a family. I think that's, you, you brought it up. It's a, it's a great profession, but it's a tough business and it's getting harder and harder as, as things go on. And, you know, I, I think, when you look at it from from that perspective, having that support system and the people that love you, the people that believe in you and believe in what you believe in is huge. Not only, you know, your family and your mentors and your your influencers, if you will, but also you guys as players. I mean, that's that's the biggest thing. You gotta mm-hmm. have players that that believe in what you're telling them. I've and I think the thing that that hurts me the most, and and I tell my teams this now, is you know when I when I look back sometimes, and I, I tell you guys, and, and you've heard this millions of times, is you know you don't want to live your life as a coulda, woulda, shoulda, and that's where you know a, as small business owners, I, I think they don't live like that. You know, they every single day, you know, it's man, I'm I'm coming out and I'm putting my best foot forward as the CEO of me and the CEO of my company. And you're completely investing in everything that you have and everything that you are and everything that you want to be into your small business. And that takes guts and it takes toughness and you have to do it every single day. And that's that's life. And those are the people that you want to see succeed, like you and Cass and Wise and all those guys. You know, D'Angelo. When you look at Keon and everything that Keon's doing, and for as much as you guys thought is I was a blessing to you guys, which I I humbly appreciate and you know understandably, but man, you guys are a blessing to my life too. And that's that's the best part, you know, about those relationships is it's is it's two way, and you know. If I could, I just want to talk about one thing real quick, Bradley, when it comes to small businesses. My wife and I were talking about this uh, last night. We were going for a walk is um, small business is it's two things. If if I would talk about two things with small business, it's grind and grace. You know, as a grinder in a small business, you're the CEO, your HR, your accounting, you're all those things. You wear every single hat within that business and it's hard and it's a challenge every single day to do it. And you look at the way, you know, we are culturally now, I mean, there was a restaurant in, in Adrian that was closed for, this was a month ago, they would close days just because they couldn't get help. And there were people that no call and would no show. So th- there's that challenge of it too. So that grind and that work is 
in my opinion, needs to be respected and needs to be appreciated and cultivated and taken care of. Now, at the same time, too, when it comes to grace and small business, I think us as a society and culturally, we want it right here. We want it right now and all those kind of things. Whereas, and you brought up social media, the grace part of it is if somebody goes to a small business and it isn't the way they want it or, man, or the smallest thing, my coffee's not hot or whatever it may be. Then they get Mm -hmm. on social media, which is a big influential platform for those small businesses. And it's one small comment or one negative post and it greatly influences and impacts that small business. Whereas what they don't understand is, you know, that small business may have had two or three people call in and aren't there. So now you have one person doing the job of four. You know, so giving that small company grace and that small business some grace within what they're doing and how they're doing it, I, I think is, I mean, unbelievably important because we'll give grace, okay? We'll give grace to a company, a, I mean, I won't mention a fast food establishment because we all kind of go through, we go with that drive through at dinner and get something for our kids and our order's wrong. And we don't say anything about it, but we give them grace because the next morning we're going right back through there getting a coffee and a breakfast sandwich. So that's that kind of grace. Whereas if a small business does something to, that's even remotely close to negative, they may never go back there and they may get crushed mm-hmm. and on, on social media. You know, you, you look at Amazon and they just had Prime Days. I'm, I, I'm, I'm guilty. We ordered on Amazon Prime too. And when it comes to small business, their Amazon Prime Day is a positive post or a like or a share and all those kind of things that can greatly impact and influence the community in which we all live. And I think we all, to some extent, have have done a, a good job. Can we do a better job of supporting small business? Yeah, absolutely. There's no question about it. But that grind and that grace is something that can be given to the small business venues, uh, no matter where you live. Wow. That's, that's wisdom right there. And, and I'm, I'm where I'm at because I've been so close to you and, and the, the nuggets you're sharing today are going to bless a lot of people. So thank you for that. And I'll, I'll end up by just telling you, I'm going to send you some flowers. You know, I appreciate you uh, in my life. I appreciate you for, you know, all the, like I said, ripple effects that have, have come from knowing you. And, you know, you're somebody that I've been able to model, you know, my life after. And, and I've understood a lot of principles and a lot of wisdom, you know, because of the work that you did in my life. So I'm sending you some flowers today. Thank you for sending some small business flowers. Grinding Grace. I love it. I absolutely love it. You know, it's, it's amazing. We talk about if the, if the service or if the experience can be better online, then you should go online. You know, it's a big mistake today for small businesses not to provide exceptional customer service. If you're a small business right now and you're focused on your to-do list, your checklist, I think you're missing the point. You know, customer service is where it's at. Deepening relationships is where it's at. This podcast is about mastering the fundamentals, falling in love with practice and winning at the game of life. And if you want to win at the game of life, it's all about relationships. So Coach P, thank you for being a, a fantastic relationship in my life. Thanks for recording this episode with us today. Let's go play some golf. Brad, listen, man, it's been an absolute honor since since you were a kid. And I'm unbelievably proud of you and what you've done with your amazing organization. And there's zero doubt in my mind that great things are going to continue to be in store for you guys. So I appreciate the time today, my friend. Awesome. Well, that's a wrap. Appreciate you listening. On to the next class. Thanks for listening to Student of the Game podcast. Whatever game you are playing, I'm cheering for you. See you in the next class. Bye.